Welcome to the Podity. I'm Nate. I'm Steven. And this is a show where we talk about all things nerdy, from the North Pole to New York. And today, we will be talking about Elf. Alonzi. First of all, happy one week before Christmas, everybody. Yes, exactly. It's finally getting into that time where everybody can not doubt that it's Christmas season. <laughs> yeah. Even a robot and an alien such as ourselves. Yeah. And... If you don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays. I guess so, yeah. What do you mean, guess so? <laughs> yeah. As in, like, I'm mean, just, uh, to be specific, it will be Happy Hanukkah. And, uh, yeah, and uh, happy two. Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. And and if you're not I celebrating anyway, then you're happy right. Happy holiday, yeah, happy, happy vacation, holiday. happy break. Seasons greetings. Seasons greetings, yes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's very, that's the most political correct. But, you know, we're not always political correct here at the party, so Merry mm. fucking Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> 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 but in all seriousness, one week before Christmas, and I think I asked you this just now, but have you gotten all your gifts in order? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, hang on. Yes. For well, the- for us, it's two weeks before Christmas yeah, because we're exactly. recording this in all transparency. We're recording this on the 14th of December. Mm. So have you gotten your Christmas gifts in order? I have for some. I have not for others. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I'm splitting the shopping based on, I don't know why, just, yeah. I have not gotten your gift yet because it's difficult to find a lump of coal big enough that I want to give to you. Oh, no. I, I get them for free every year. I don't know why. For Christmas, yeah. It it's, just it's, appears. Maybe if you want to know why, check out our episode on Klaus and oh. you can find the origin of where the, that story comes from. Exactly. Oh, wow. That's what you call hosting. <laughs> You've been becoming professional at this. You know? 52 episodes in, by the way. Oh, 52 yeah. episodes. That's insane. Crazy, insane. Yeah, and this actually marks the last episode of this season. Oh yeah, the first season of the Polity, which is the full year. Yeah, fifty-two. <laughs> well, we started last year. Yeah, and it took I us so. more than because there's not actually fifty-two years, and we're not gonna do one for Christmas. So, fifty-two years, fifty-two years, fifty-two episodes. You scare me for a moment, honestly. <laughs> well, there's gonna be like we've always planned six seasons in a movie. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's Dan Harmon. Yeah, well, aren't you Dan Harmon? <laughs> No. Oh, okay. My bad. Oh, you're Beth Harmon, the yeah. chess champion from Queen's Gambit. <laughs> right. Okay, okay, okay. But yes, this is our 52nd episode, our final proper episode of the party in this season and this yeah. year as well, in fact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And wow. to be very honest, we haven't really spoken about what's going to happen for season two slash next year. <laughs> You'll find yeah. out when we find out. I guess. <laughs> We don't know what's happening. We do know we're going to take a break oh, yes, for definitely. a bit. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, it's at least a month. Yeah. So we'll probably be back in February, maybe earliest. Maybe. Yeah. We we'll, don't know yet. We'll plan for that. We're, we're kind of like Netflix. We don't really know what's happening. We know it's going to happen. We just don't know how it's going to happen or <laughs> when it's going to happen. I, I mean, we have to follow a business model that works. Do you really think Netflix is a business model that works? Hey, Charging people fourteen ninety nine for a household that you can't use in two different IP addresses? <laughs> That's a business model that works? <laughs> well, it worked all the way. It worked, yeah. So we, we yeah. at the party yeah. are very outdated and we're going to use a business model that worked. Yes. <laughs> so we're not going to use any any machine loading. It's all going to be people on the working line, on, on the service line to assemble these episodes of the party. Nothing with AI, nothing with electronics, nothing. Yeah, I guess so. This is just us. <laughs> this is the party and happy, very party Christmas to all of you. We won't be having any more episodes this year. What we will be having a Christmas special next week. 
Oh, yes. So, yeah, stay tuned to the end of this episode for a bit more details about what that entails. But, yes, 52 episodes in. This is insane. Yeah. I, but I'm extremely excited, though, for next week's episode. I mean, just... The special? The special. Yep. Because it's not just a another episode is one we'll, of we'll save it for the end we'll, we'll, we'll save yeah. it we're we'll just, just safe to say very we are very yeah. excited for the special yeah. but we're not here to talk just about the podity or the special next week today today we're going to be talking about Elf as you heard from the beginning of the episode and Elf for those of you who are not aware who have been living under a rock for the past what 19 years 2020 20, uh, yeah, yeah 22 19, minus wow. 19 years yeah exactly this, this movie is legal <laughs> <laughs> take that as I was going to ask this drink up, this movie out for a drink but take you that can. comment as you will <laughs> however which way you want to take it but for those of you who don't know what the elf is about it's about a man named Buddy who was accidentally transported to the North Pole as a toddler and raised to adulthood amongst Santa's elves unable to shake the feeling that he doesn't fit in the adult buddy travels to New York in full elf uniform in search of his real father. As it happens, this is Walter Hobbs, a cynical businessman. After a DNA test proves this, Walter reluctantly attempts to start a relationship with the childlike buddy with increasingly chaotic results. There is nothing much to say about this movie. It, I'm pretty sure everybody has watched this movie. Yeah, probably. Oh, it well, is... actually not really, right? I really? Mean, if you... Are born maybe in the way after 2003, you know. I guess so. This movie became, yeah, you know, it's like in the past kind of thing. I Maybe, but I will say this movie came out in 2003. Mm-hmm. Same year as Love Actually. That's true. Same year as Return of the King. Oh, yes. So it, it doesn't feel that long ago. Yeah. Because true. I know I did watch Return of the King in theatres. Yeah. I know I did watch... I didn't watch Love Actually in theatres. I didn't watch Elf in theatres either. But I did watch them on DVD the next year. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it doesn't feel like 19, 18 years has passed. That's the scary thing, right? Yeah. Ugh, it's disgusting. Uh, we're getting old, man. I, I woke up with a back pain last week and it's been bugging me all week. <laughs> we're getting so old. <laughs> but yes, I think Elf is probably one of the most watched movies, Christmas movies of all time. Along with stuff like Love, actually. Uh, yeah, I guess so. In I, fact, I think it's one of the highest grossing... I think so, yeah. I think, if I'm not wrong, Elf is now like considered one of the classic. Yeah, it's at least in the top five of highest grossing movies for Christmas season, Christmas season movies. I know Love actually is up there as well. And along with that, this other stuff like Miracle on 34th Street, uh, The Tale of Rudolph or something like that. Yeah. Or Charlie Brown Christmas Special or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Probably up there. Yeah. Which is really crazy to think that two out of five of the, the highest grossing movies of all time for Christmas season is both movies came out in 2003. Yeah, what a year though. Yeah, what a year for all this Christmas story and... Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it's a Christmas story. I know for this movie, even though it came out in 2003, I have watched other movies that has come out after this movie that feels more dated than this movie, which is really cool. And we're going to be talking a little bit all about that. A little bit all about that. You know, this isn't the first time I said that and I've caught myself saying it before. But I'm going to to put myself a blast right now. A little bit all about that is something I've never heard anyone say until myself. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit all about that. 
Don't worry, I understand what you're trying to say. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the translator in my brain that converts my language to English, my alien language to English, isn't perfect. It's not like the TARDIS, you know, so some, some things get a little muddied along the way. Oh, yeah. So happens. That's what, and, but I think it's because you have a proper translator in your head. Oh, no wonder that makes a lot of with sense. With a proper yeah. firmware update because you're a robot. Uh, yes. And that's why you understand me better. Right. So even mm. though we, we are arch nemeses, even though we're arch nemeses, we, yeah, I understand, <laughs> that's why yeah. this podcast works. I, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we, uh, we understand each other. Yes, we do. I think. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into the good stuff of the of Elf, not the Elf. This That's a different movie uh, in the future. Yeah. Before we get into all the good stuff about Elf, we are going to hit you with a spoiler alert. That was the hit. that was me hitting you with the spoiler alert. I don't know. That's so stupid. It's gonna be probably so difficult to edit. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of what. <laughs> yeah, I just smacked my mic on purpose. I've never done that before. Yeah, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this is the spoiler alert. We are going to be talking about everything we can about Elf. And let me ask you this question: Do you think, with regards to this movie, Elf? Going in spoiler-free is necessary. Of course, it's recommended. Mm, yes, that's the standard, right? Uh, standard across all things we, rec- we yeah. review or we talk yeah. about. Standard across everything in life. Go yeah. into everything as spoiler-free as possible. Mm. However, if you're the kind of person that is afraid of spoilers, would this move, knowing what we're going to be talking about, would it spoil the movie experience itself? Uh, For this movie? For the foil. I will say... Yes, actually. It's a comical movie. It's more of, you know, like that era movie where it's a bit, they're very good with humor. They're very lighthearted as well. Mm. But something different about this movie, I think there's a story progression. Okay. That is a bit of, you are moving from point A to point B to point C and things happen. Mm, Okay. And that's why I think you shouldn't watch it with with spoilers. Mm, The spoilers is not as if like, it's a big twist or anything, but you lose out all the build-up. There's a nice build-up this show. That's what I feel. Uh, mm, as compared okay. to... For example... I, yeah, I see it, I see it. I see, I see it. I think during Love, actually... I yeah. Say, uh, yeah, you can have, just watch it. because Although kind that of, has a very nice build-up as well. But it's different, you know? I, I don't know. I feel it's different. Mm, um, okay. Yeah, you're right. There's a nice build-up in terms of the emotion on the other side. But here, slightly different, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. That's just my, my take on it. Sure, okay. Yeah. I think for me, of course, if you can, if you have the opportunity to go into it unspoiled, please do that. But I don't think it spoils very much. It's Christmas. Like I've said, like I've said for the past five weeks, I mm. think, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. I got, yeah. Not too much will be spoiled if you know the spoilers in advance. Mm-hmm. So it's not that much of a bad thing as compared to something like, I don't know, a whodunit murder mystery kind of thing. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, so I think it's not too bad to have it spoiled before going in. Hmm. However, this, yeah. This is a very interesting topic though. I think in within the spoiler zone, mm-hmm. we can talk more about this. Why exactly or what part that made you... Or what made... I guess I can share which, which part of it made me feel this way as compared to previous uh, movies and which part the, I mean for you is the same right like because that's that true yeah. yeah I mean yes true but we'll, we'll talk about it right yeah. after this but I don't think you'll be very spoiled with this mm. 
But there you have it. That's a spoiler alert. Yeah. It's a rather long spoiler alert. Move forward at your own caution. You've been warned. So let's talk about what you just said. Right. Okay. If you can phrase the question again. Yeah. Okay. So why I think this show can be spoiled and you still enjoy this show, it's because... Oh, no. This... Okay. This I, I, shouldn't. I, it shouldn't... You shouldn't go with a with, uh, spoiler in mind. If, if, if it's possible. Why? It's because... I think there's a whole nice progression with the coming together at the last bit. Mm, the, okay. the Law of the Rings cameo bit, you know? <laughs> Law of the Rings cameo? No, not a cameo. It's a, uh, it's not cameo. It's a, what's it called? Tribute. Oh, I am lost. At, at least I, that's why I think so. Uh, you know, the Park Rangers? Oh, right. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, think yeah. of that as the Okay, moment, I right? see I see what you mean. Lord of <laughs> Rings and this those are the Nazgul's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see. Okay, okay, I understand. Yeah. So those that moment and then the coming together with the singing mm. uh of the uh, started singing what's her name? Um Louis de Chanel. Yeah. And what's the character's name? Oh, uh, starts oh. with a J. Jo- Jovi. Jovi, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jovi started singing. That was a nice build-up from that storyline coming together here. Uh, then there was the whole Santa moment with the, the oh, yeah, about the Christmas spirit is losing and then only one person who has built this, uh, the engine itself. Yeah. Uh, then after that, there's a whole story where the whole family come together, the father, Walter, yep. and family was there as well. And then the telling of the book, okay, that's not really a spoiler from anywhere, but mm-hmm. the rest of it, was kind of like a nice jigsaw being put together. I don't know. I because when when I watched it, I was like, "Wow, this is an amazing moment," and that's why that's the reason why I thought, "Hmm, actually, it will be very nice if you do if you watch it not spoiled free because yeah, you can okay. see this can puzzle see pieces put together." Yeah. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. However, I am on the other side of the camp where it's a Christmas movie. It is like yeah, and it's only really in the last maybe twenty to half an <laughs> yeah. hour yeah. that really kind of pulls everything together. Yeah. And yeah. the first maybe forty to an hour. I don't I'm not even too sure how long this movie an is. An hour and thirty something. Probably an hour and thirty something. Yeah. And I it's it's that first hour, it's a lot of shenanigans and ridiculousness and just running around. Yeah. Which is fun. But you, it it can be spoiled. It's not the most important thing if it's spoiled, you know? Yeah, it's I, so yeah, I mean I get I I guess I can I can see where you're coming from. But you know to each his own. Yeah, maybe also because I completely forgot what this story is about, honestly, until I rewatched ah, it recently. Okay, okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. And then like, oh, I com- I completely forgot every part of it. Oh, okay. Until the last part. I remember snippets of it. Yes. That I always remember. Oh, I only remember the the part where Santa crash. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I remember that for sure. I remember the storyline, but I remember very clearly snippets of it. Oh, okay. But most of it is kind of just forgotten. Yeah. But yeah, this movie is honestly speaking, I like this movie a lot. Oh yeah. But what do you why. what do you think about this movie? What do you what about you? Oh man, I think this movie is is fantastic. Like I think there are so many it's like what I say, right? I love stories of a well-written story of like things being explained in the very beginning that have eventually meaning to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, ex- I appreciate that from the, any writing, honestly, where you introduce certain things and certain conversation and it has meaning uh, for yeah. later on in the story. So this one is filled with that. Mm-hmm. So in terms of this, the story perspective is amazing. I like the part where the characters are interesting, most of them. Uh, sadly, be- except for the wife, what's the name? Um, uh, Walter's Wait, wife? wife? Emily. 
Right, okay. Yeah, except for her. Right. I think she, I mean, it's not, it's not, the, it's not as if it's bad. It's just that because she falls into the, uh, the, yeah, the archetype of uh, <laughs> yeah. woman or that the wife is always right kind of yep. archetype. And it's, yeah. I live that archetype. <laughs> Sorry? I live that archetype. Uh, you love that archetype? I live that uh, archetype. My <laughs> right. wife is always right. I don't I'm hate sh- it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't hate it, but I'm, say- I'm saying that. Ah, there's oh, a- no, I mean, let me, let me clarify this uh, quite a bit. I do hate it in movies. Okay. Oh, right. Because okay. it's quite cliche, <laughs> but living it, it's not too bad. <laughs> you know, at least if anything, I can always just fall back on her to rely on her for answers. She's always right in the woman. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> we have this thing like whenever she buys like she wants to pay for some like I love shoes. Yeah, okay. I love sneakers. Yeah. And whenever I buy it she'll always offer to pay half of it. You know oh, why? Why? She always wants to buy the right shoe because she's always right. Wow. <laughs> Good for you. Actually. So yeah, I mean yeah, she, she's just a very generous person altogether uh, but yeah. Very good for you then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this movie, I think I love it so much because yeah. it's it combines a lot of things. Like I mentioned, the first hour mm. is probably just shenanigans and nonsense, but so many things happen within that first hour mm. that is insane to my brain. Because watching it now and understanding what goes behind make filmmaking and to make that first hour itself, it is pretty crazy. When you look at the first few scenes, well, maybe not the first few scenes, maybe like the first 20 minutes when they're all at the North Pole. I know what you're talking about, right? Yeah, the effects that they had to use because um, John Favreau, the director of this movie, John Favreau, by the way, shout out, love that dude. Yeah. We've spoken, yeah, we have spoken about him quite a few times. We said that this guy is just way too talented Precisely, Ever, yeah. Know? And we did say that he also directed Elf in those times as well. I, I, so I'm we're sure, finally yeah. talking about it on the final episode. Yeah. That's cool. But John Favreau got together with the people who made it with David Berenbaum and Greg Gardiner, mm-hmm. who was the writer and Greg Gardiner was the cinematographer mm-hmm. for this movie. And John Favreau had a very, very distinct vision for this movie. He did not want to use CGI for all the scenes where Buddy was in North Pole. Right. Because Buddy is supposed... I mean, Will Ferrell is a six foot three tall man. He's going to look big anyway. Yeah. But they have to compare it to elves and the rest of the people are supposed to look like elves. Yeah. So they they didn't want to use CGI. And they had for to the use, humans and the elves. For the elves, yeah. So they had to use forced perspectives and they had to get very creative with their shots. Yeah, man. If you ever get the chance to, please watch the making of, of Elf. I think it's on YouTube. Yeah. You should be able to find it very easy. I watched a little bit of it. So I think, uh, not a little bit. I watched from another, probably another video where they have snippets of all mm. these things being talked about. Yeah. yeah. So like the scenes of, well, I mean, the shower scene is easy. It's him alone in a small set. Yeah. That's fine. It's really comical though. Yeah. To yeah, see a six yeah. foot three man in being showered. Yeah. In the <laughs> I have, I'm not six foot three, I'm six one. Uh-huh. But I have been in those scenarios before where everything just feels too small for me. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> have you ever experienced this? Definitely, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Like I'm sitting in a very small chair I'm sure I have, but I can't okay. really remember. But for me, I have been in that specific scenario where the shot, the max height the shower head goes to, shower manages to hit my mouth. What? So I have to crouch down to wash my hair. Stuff like that. It is very uncomfortable. I don't know how else to describe it. It is and like the shower the, with a shower being just a little too small. And you're gonna bump your arms into everything, you know, and oh, you have yes, having to so like terrible. crouch down yeah. under some door, some old doorways. Yeah, I went to, I think, I want to say Scotland, Edinburgh. There was a castle there that we went to visit. Some of the doorways were so small, I had to crouch down quite a bit to get under. This is in Scotland. 
when I went to Scotland, yeah. Wow, I I, I would imagine Scottish people right? are bigger. And you need us. to get it big for all the dragons, especially. Exactly. So it's very it was very surprising to me. But I me having to crouch down in some small spaces. I went to like a I was in Avignon and I went to Palais de Pape, which is like the Palace of the Pope or something like that. Oh, okay. And it was some of the doorways there as well. To be fair, those doorways were cordoned off. And I'm a very sneaky, very curious person. It still went through them anyway. The stairs were so narrow and short. The doorways were really small. The corridors felt really tight. So it's really uncomfortable. But that shot is so hilarious of him in the shower. Yeah. With a small yeah. little shower head trying to crouching down everything. That's hilarious. That's amazing physical comedy which don't we don't <laughs> yeah. see these days anymore. Precisely. Plus, anyway. this was Will Ferrell's first movie after leaving SNL. Mm, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I mean SNL was bigger back then for most people. Yeah, and stars like Will Ferrell definitely would have made it anyway. But this is the movie that he first movie he did after SNL. Mm. He is not like a big name. Yeah, yeah, and so all these things he has commonly down. Yeah, you know, and I've, I've watched a lot of Will Ferrell movies over the years. I yeah. can't wait to actually. There's like he has a new Christmas movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah, yeah the owner of Wrexham. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And actually, by the way, Will Ferrell appeared in that documentary as well. Yeah, precisely. In the hey. last episode. <laughs> <laughs> because they were discussing this already. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, they were talking about Spirited already. Ah, I see. Yeah, unfortunately, it- Spirited is behind Apple TV. Yeah. So I can't really manage to watch that. We need to kind of wait and... Yeah. Yeah, somehow. Because Apple TV is not really very available where we are either. Mm. And it's not the best. So no, really no point. But yeah, Will Ferrell's stuff in this is brilliant like the first perspective shot of him in the classroom if you look at the behind the scenes you see like Will Ferrell seated so far away yes. he's like socially distancing himself from everybody else yeah <laughs> and then you see the shot they do apparently when they first started doing when they first started produ- filming for this right they lost the first whole day of production because they were lining up the shot to try and get that classroom shot and they just couldn't get it so a whole day was wasted just to try and get that shot Wow, okay. Because it was so difficult to do. Yeah. But the cinematographer, Greg Gardiner, was so brilliant that he knew how to do all these tricks yeah. and stuff and he learned it. Yeah. And it, it turned out beautifully. It did, yeah. yeah you wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah. Some of the things they did as well were, was very ingenuitive. Yeah. For example, that scene where Buddy sits on Papa's lap. Oh, that was amazing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how they did that? Yeah, with another person. Yeah, it was child. a kid, a <laughs> child who was basically sitting down on the chair, leaning back. Yep. And the handles was what's supporting Will Ferrell. Yep. And then you had to get Bob Newhart just standing there. Yeah. With forced perspective again, he had to be like, yeah, like a couple feet back so that he get the size right. Yeah. And then you just have the child shaking their legs. Yep. That is so cool. That scene as well where Buddy was on the bike when he was a kid mm-hmm. and... Papa was behind him holding on to him. They made a special bike for a kid to ride. Then they got a smaller kid behind him to put the hands up on the uh, on the shoulders of young buddy. And then they put Bob Newhart a couple of feet back behind that so that his head would be small over the over the shoulder of Buddy. It's so brilliant. The folks' perspective in this is so good. It is, yeah. It's it's so smart also, right? It's it's, it's a lot of effort. Good. It's it's skill it's a skill, man. Precisely. And yeah props to John Favreau and Greg Gardner because yeah. seriously it wouldn't have been here's like I said like I've watched movies that came out later than this and it, that looks more dated mm-hmm. so can you imagine if they use CGI then 
It probably looked fine in 2003, mm-hmm. but now, if you compare it to now, it's kind of dated. It's It will be so bad. Well, they did use CGI. They chose CGI specifically for the snowman, for the narwhal. That wasn't CGI. Oh, that wasn't? I thought he that specifically said, I, oh, he wanted that effect. No, that wasn't CGI. Those that were... was stop motion. Oh, stop motion. Okay, right. That was a lot of... Like, that was going to be my next point as well. Yeah. But look, um, going back to the Force perspective, this is in, this. that's why it is so brilliant for people to like have the vision to be a director like John Favreau because he had an idea of what is going to be in his head already. Mm, yeah. And then to enforce it like this when people were probably pushing back for him to use CGI. Right. It yeah. makes so much sense. Yeah. I mean, just this became a Christmas classic. Yep. And it wouldn't have been a Christmas classic if the janky CGI was there. Yeah. It then you'll be compared to with, uh, with, for example, Attack of the Clones yeah. or Matrix. Look It'd at just it this way. Avatar. Avatar, yeah. It came out in like 2011, I want to say. 2008. 2008, fine. Yeah. Watching it back a couple years later, the CGI looked dated already. Yeah. It's horrible. Yes, it's like groundbreaking like then. cut of the edge CGI or then but in a few like, technology is advancing in such a great great speed mm-hmm. that anything will look dated in a couple of years mm, so the yeah, fact that they yeah. used force perspective I think that's a very important part of why this became a classic yeah. because it's timeless yeah I guess so yeah so let's go on to the next portion which is the Mr. Narwhal and the penguins and everything that was stop motion right okay so this was supposed to be because I forgot the name. I think it was the Rudolph special. Mm-hmm. It was specifically a stop motion film. So everything was made with models and clay. Yep, and then yep. stop motion is essentially a process where you take a picture mm. and then you adjust the movement slightly and take a picture. Basically, 30 pictures is equal to one second of film. Yep. So it's a very difficult process to do. But they wanted it because it was an homage to Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And okay, a I remember wrongly then. Stop yeah, motion yeah, yeah. Right, classics yeah. that came out for Christmas in particular. Yeah. For example, Wallace and Gromit. That was probably one of the most iconic stop motion animated films of all time. Mm-hmm. A lot of stop motion stuff is really cool, especially if you can see the behind the scenes process. So, like I said, go check out the making of Elf if you can, because you get to see the how they came about stop motion. Right. John Favreau said he wanted stop motion, mm-hmm. and then they didn't hire anybody, but Greg Gardner knew somebody who was in stop motion and it was basically these three brothers who are professionals at stop motion mm-hmm. and they bas- they just did oh yeah okay yeah 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 they did now, everything yeah. from scratch and they yeah. shot it and got it out quick as quickly as possible yeah so really props to the whole team as well and stop motion stuff I love stop motion mm-hmm. if, even if it's 2D stop motion like stick figures and stuff like that because I grew up on flash videos oh right the, the 2D stick man yeah fight. precisely yeah, those were the best. So I have a very, I have a very soft spot in my heart for f- stop motion stuff. I love uh, like old school animation tactics as well. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of an homage to every single Christmas thing in the planet. And between the stop motion and the force perspective, this is, it is insane that this came out in two thousand and three, and that filmmaking since then has gotten so lazy because of CGI that you can have that horrible scene in the Black Widow movie that everybody shits on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? Florence Pugh jumping off the helicopter. Horrible CGI. Right, yeah. You have stuff like She-Hulk. Yep. CGI is just so bad. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to disparage the people who are in this field. 
Like, props to you because, honestly speaking, it's not easy. But it's a really cheap way to do it now, especially because people will just hand wave it away and like, ah, whatever. But it's important to people like me. That's why I think this movie deserves so much praise, specifically for the ideas that John Favreau had for this movie. Yeah, and the creativity to think out of the box and pull it, pull it off as well, right? Think out of the box. Yeah. Yeah, think yeah, out yeah. of the box, yeah. That's right, exactly. Yeah. It's insane. This is These few things are why this movie still holds up today. Yeah, definitely. Also, like in the make, like in the making of this movie, you also get to see. I think it was the writer, David Berenbaum. He initially wrote this script to be like a PG thirteen kind of oh uh, yeah, film, but that. John Favreau want like had an idea for it to be G rated, yeah. which is also why this movie is so great. Yeah. Because it being honestly speaking, I think I've mentioned this last week or two weeks ago. Whenever something is G rated and it's really doesn't dumb things down for adults for the kids rather and doesn't make it too stupid so it's not enjoyable for adults that is a very niche market of it's movies. a very difficult space as well yeah precisely it requires pretty brilliant writing as well exactly and yeah. like it was supposed to be a PG-13 movie yeah but John Favreau insisted on it becoming G-rated for all ages and that again John Favreau is just so good yeah but when he had written when David Berenbaum had first written it in like the 90s he initially wrote Papa Smurf, Papa Elf, <laughs> Papa Smurf, <laughs> Papa well, Elf. I can see. I, I know why. Why you say <laughs> yeah. that? Papa Elf with um. He in he specifically wrote someone with a Bob Newhart type vibe, mm-hmm. and they in, eventually they just hire Bob Newhart. Yep, because he has <laughs> that perfect kind of cadence yeah. and aura. I think is yeah. the right word. It's the slap. No, it's a way of the way he speaks. Yeah. What was this? That's the term for it. I don't it. know. It's so Deadpan good. Deadpan humor. Deadpan humor. Yeah, perhaps. Humor, right? yeah. yeah. But it's not only the the way he he his his humor type. It's his delivery of yes. everything. Yeah. It's just that very calm and his presence. Yeah. He is like a person. I look at him. I can't help but to trust him. <laughs> you know, I mean his his uh, doctor Proto- proton professor proton, Pro- professor proton. <laughs> get it right. <laughs> Grab your lab coat, put your backpack on. Here he comes, Professor Proton. <laughs> you gotta get it right, man. <laughs> professor, but yeah. So I was just about to say that as well. Him in Big Bang Theory, they were talking about Professor Proton, and it's like that. How do you say it? It's every single kid who is our age and up. Yeah would have grown up with something like Bill Nye the Science Guy mm-hmm. or a version like it. Mm-hmm. A kid's show that is directed to kids revolving around science experiments and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yep. And the, the fact that they had him come on as a, like a science professor, it's so cool. Yeah. I love that, man. And he is just such a, an amazing presence. Yeah, and he was the wise Obi. He's like an Obi Wan too. He's like yeah, yeah. Well, not was it Obi Wan? He was. I like, don't know, but he's like Yoda yeah. or to. He was like Sheldon. Jedi Master yeah. to Sheldon as well. So it's really cool. Yeah, like you again. What do you want? Yeah, there are a lot of things yes, that you can find out just from the making of in this movie. Yo, yeah. I suggest really just go check it out. For example, did you know Zoe Deschanel wasn't even supposed to sing in this movie? Oh yeah, I heard. And then that, yeah. John Favreau just heard her sing one day. Yeah, and then I think it was because. They had to put her in makeup or something like that, and she wanted she was trying to cheer up her, the crew. So she was just singing stupid jingles like Zoe Deschanel does, mm-hmm. <laughs> and John Favreau overheard her and made her sing in the movie. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I, if I'm not, if I remember correctly, that's already actually in the later part of the production. Yeah. And then she had to edit her in the singing yeah. part later on. Yeah. Which is really good. Yeah. And also, how weird is it to see Zoe Deschanel blonde? Yeah. Actually, I've I've never <laughs> seen her blonde ever since this she, movie, right? Yeah. Um, she went back to blonde once after this movie. Oh, right. But this was like early 2000s. Yeah. So she was blonde then. And then for a whole probably decade and a half to two decades, she was new girl mm-hmm. Zoe Deschanel with the dark hair the big blue eyes the spectacles and the bangs yeah which is her look that I actually to be honest the first time I noticed her wasn't this movie I didn't even know that I watched oh, her okay. before oh. in Elf <laughs> but the first time I watched it that I realised oh days of summer. Final, yeah Final Days yeah. of Summer and she's already, she's already having that that's Zoe Deschanel that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and it looks so weird every time I watch this movie her being blonde yeah some people just look so different with a change in hair colour yeah you know I watched this girl looks so familiar. I kept telling myself, this girl looks so familiar. You didn't recognize her? I didn't. Until at the end of the <laughs> show, right? Because I mean this recently, right? Because I completely forgot about the show. Yeah. Uh, what I said earlier. I decided, okay, let's look it up. Zoe, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't watch this movie in a I haven't watched this movie in a couple of years. Yeah. But the last time I watched it, I remember, now I remember, thinking Zoe Deschanel looks so weird. Mm-hmm. But because I hadn't watched it in a couple of years, the other day when I was watching with Angel, I turned it on and then we were just watching it. So I asked her, who is the leading lady in this? I can't remember. Then she's, she said, I don't remember either. I don't know who it is. Then I'm like, oh, oh, wait a minute. She's like, what What happened? I'm like, I remember who it is. Then she said, who? Blonde Zoe Deschanel. And she went, Oh my goodness. <laughs> she, she just like sighed out of his aspiration. Uh, the weird Zoe de Chanel, you know? It look, she looks so different. Yeah. Yeah, she really suits her dark hair yeah, better. Yeah. It's her iconic look now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's really weird to see her with blonde hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, at this point, let's just go through all the cast. There's Will Ferrell. Yeah. With obviously with, with Buddy the Elf. There is James Khan who plays Walter, his dad. Yeah. There's Zoe de Chanel who plays Jovi. I think, by the way, uh, what's his name again? The the previous one plays James Khan. James Khan. Oh, the, he he plays this. Oh, he's that Walter, right? Walter, yeah. If I'm wrong, he passed away this year or last I year. I think so. Yeah. 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 There's also Bob Newhart who plays Papa Elf. Mm. There is Mary Steenburgen who plays Emily. There is also Amy Sedaris who is Deb, Bob's uh, Walter's assistant. Mm-hmm. And then there are a few other people I want to shout out as well. Of course, one being Peter Dinklage. Oh, yes. Before anybody knew who Peter <laughs> Dinklage was. Yeah. It was amazing to see him. Like, for the first time after I watched Game of Thrones, I watched this, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Completely I, forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I went and watched it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. There's also one of Walter's assistants or one of his workers named Eugene. He is played by the one and only oh. Kyle Gass. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> no, it's the guy that was supposed to be his idea guy. Yeah, Together exactly. with the guy who's helping with Conan. What's yeah, precisely. Uh, Andy Richter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the two of them. Kyle Gass and Andy Richter. Such Hilarious. a weird combination that I never, like, for the life of me, always forget they are together in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember <laughs> But it was amazing. I love seeing Kyle Gass pop up in anywhere else besides mm-hmm. Tenacious D because every time I see him, I go... I don't know. It's just... His face is so iconic now and I associate him with Tenacious D all the time. You have to. I mean, he is the best guitarist in the world. He's Tanak. Yeah, he's Tanak. Tanak. Well, no. 
No. He is just D. Oh, he's just D. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. He's ESD. ESD. Yeah. Jack Black is Tanak. All right. That's why he said we will call it Tanak. <laughs> yeah. But I love Kyle Gass. Every time I see him, I burst out in laughter. There is also, like, uh, John Favreau. Oh, yeah. Who plays Dr. Leonardo mm-hmm. and the voice of the narwhal. And the raccoon. Apparently. And the raccoon, yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah. I love John Favreau for always being so involved with everything. Yeah, he, like he likes to be in his movie, which I appreciate. Like he is, the, he's ha- he's also the producer in Spider Man, right? The Spider yes. movies, yes. and he's happy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Fantastic. He's yeah. always very he and Iron Man as well. Iron Man as well. Yeah, right. he was a oh Iron Man three. Yeah, yeah, assistant. A, yeah, I think he was the director. Oh, he's the uh, yeah, yes, I think yeah. so. In yeah. the first Iron Man, yeah, for all three, I think. In fact, mm. probably. But there's also Faison Love. He is the manager of Gimbals. Oh, when, Wanda, right? Wanda? His name is Wanda, right? In the, in the character name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. But he is a really good, funny actor. Ah. I love him in everything he does. He's always had, like, smaller roles. For example, there was a movie between Chris Pine and Lindsay Lohan called Just My Luck. Yeah. And he was this kind of, like, hotshot record producer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And his, his presence is always so, so amazing. Mm-hmm. And him being in this movie as well. You're from corporate. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. It's very amazingly funny. Yeah. Yeah, so shout out to all these actors. Made an amazing, amazing film. There's obviously people where there's so many more characters, so many more characters, so many more actors in this movie that we're not mentioning right now. But yeah, all of you guys, amazing film. I love it. So, oh, um, there was, there's another, ooh. So if you've ever watched the making of, you definitely know this. But you know, there's this one scene in Elf where Buddy... Burps. It's by I can't remember who it is. So it, the the yeah. his burp is not Will Ferrell, but yeah. it's Rob Paulson. Yes. Okay. I I don't I I, I don't, can't remember who it Rob is. Paulson is one of the Rob Paulson is honestly speaking one of the best voice actors of all time. He was since like maybe the eighties. I want to say. Oh, or late 80s really? or early 90s. Definitely early 90s because he was in stuff like Animaniacs mm-hmm. and he's been in everything, even like a lot of DC animated stuff. Mm-hmm. He has, uh, I think his credits are like way too long for me to look oh, through. Oh, is he the one that is appearing in all the, uh, he's basically almost everything in the voice act, voice acting. Yes, He's been in everything. <laughs> yeah, that's Okay, him. yeah. Oh yeah, we talked about him before. We yeah. have talked yeah. about him before, but I can't remember where. Let's uh, I know, Bad Batch, because he's the yes. voice of yes, that's all right. the Bad Batch. <laughs> no, um, no, that's uh, not him. That's, um, no, he's the voice of the Stormtroopers, basically. Me? No, 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 oh, no, no, no. That's not him. That's a different guy, but him him as well. Oh, okay. Props <laughs> to him, but Rob Paulson has been in everything. Like, I just, if you want to have fun, go take a look at Rob Paulson's filmography mm. or filmography yeah filmography that's the word English is hard guys well you're, it's your translator yeah so look <laughs> at his filmography and you can see all his animation um, his video games and stuff mm. he is in everything especially if it's like weird guys like weird voices mm-hmm. but for me he'll always be from Animaniacs do you know what's Animaniacs yeah yeah he's Yakko Oh. And his iconic thing was the songs of all the countries in the world. Oh, that's him. Okay, United States, yeah. Panama, Mexico. United yeah, States, Panama, yeah. Mexico, Panama, Panama, Panama. It's so amazing. Go check that out as well if you haven't. Because he's amazing in everything. But yeah, every and time I see him on screen, he is so good. He did that recently, right? And he remembered everything. That's what um, you said. Not only that, he, has, he had also added 
more countries to fill, <laughs> fulfill the current list of countries. Nice, yeah. Yeah, so it's really good. He um, is... Yeah, sorry? No, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he has a lot of, like, movies under his his belt as well. In a, a goofy movie, he's PJ, which is, like, the kid friend of Max. Mm. Um, yeah, just go through his filmography and you will find him in everything you've probably ever watched if you were a 90s kid. Right, right. Yeah, and he's amazing. He has his own podcast now, Talking Tunes, where he talks to all the amazing voice actors from our past, like Maurice LaMarche, Phil Lamar, stuff like that. And they, they just talk about the whole industry and everything. It's a really good podcast. Mm, yeah, right, if you haven't wow. checked it out, go check it out, by the way. Yeah. Speaking of like voice acting, mm-hmm. some someone that I realized was in my childhood as I was growing up as well is uh, just now Faison Love. Yeah. He is in Grand Theft Auto. Yes, yes, sweet. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I've been playing Grand Theft Auto since I was like, well, and since, since it came which out. Yeah. Oh, uh, San Andreas. Since San Andreas? Yeah. San Andreas wasn't the first one though, right? Oh, it's not the first one. No, I started with San Andreas. So, since San Andreas and, came out, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah, basically he's the voice of that. He's yeah. in that uh, game itself. Yeah. And apparently, the boy that acted as Michael, I don't yes. think he pursues uh, acting much, but okay. he was also involved in San Andreas probably oh, going together yeah cool nice I didn't know that oh 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 wait I remember the name D. Bradley Baker that is the name of the Stormtroopers oh D. of the clone right. Trooper <laughs> I think I, okay yeah I think that's I think so I can't remember yeah, it was yeah. bugging me man <laughs> it was bugging me so bad yeah but yeah voice actors man not a it's not an easy profession yes it is it's difficult and very talent heavy you have yeah, to really precisely. Be. Your but you can be, be yeah. if, if you do it well, you can be well known enough that to be known as the burp guy and star in movies like Elf. That's all. That's really cool, actually. <laughs> By the way, I sent you a like I sent the group chat a a link from Netflix. Mm-hmm. It was the Dragon Age series. Yeah. Did you watch the trailer? Not yet, man. Okay, okay. Go watch the trailer, and it's amazing. I won't spoil why. Uh, I know why. Why? Because some of my favorite voice actors yep. is there. I yep. knew it from like other sources actually so yeah if you watch yeah. the trailer right the whole thing is narrated by one Matthew Mercer oh <laughs> wow yeah. yeah so that is just <laughs> there's a lot of things I love about this movie so much but I want to know about yours what okay. are some of your favorite moments of Ooh. Elf actually that is a very interesting question because uh, as I was like preparing for today's talk I kept thinking, wow, I can't find a single favorite moment for this one because really? everything. Okay, oh no! Okay, no, yeah. not in a bad way. Yeah, 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 too many. Too not too many because it's like what was amazing for me was a very wholesome story. Okay, what am I? Okay, I can. I know some of my favorite moments, like one or two, but I can't think of like really others that hook me. But the first one, I, I maybe I mentioned those things first. First one will be uh, when Walter storm out of his boss in the office. Yeah finally making the right decision mm-hmm. that was my favorite moment I felt that was one of the biggest climax in the because there are multiple uh, great climax in this uh, story that is being the climax of uh, Walter's story right finally agreeing to not agreeing finally realizing that yeah, the Christmas it's spirit. not yeah. worth it to lose out uh, Christmas to be a and Scrooge yeah. yeah to be a Scrooge and I really hope we didn't hear that dog on the recording by the way <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna uh, try and edit it out but it's yeah fine. yeah the rest of my favorite moments are all the comical ones. Yeah, it has to be. This movie is chock a block full of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the other one, the comic is—I mean, the rest, the comical ones are pro- the first. 
the one that got me really uncomfortable where it becomes my favorite moment. Mm-hmm. Him eating gum from... Yeah, from the subway. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I forgot to talk about that as well. Do you know that whole sequence of him doing yep. stuff like that? It was just random. Mm-hmm. It, those are actual people that he's messing with. Yep, the, especially the guy in the red... Uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 one, the guy in the red jumpsuit and the hat. Yep. He ran up to him, Santa! Whoa, that's a real dude. Yeah. That was, he wasn't a paid actor or an extra or anything. Yeah. He's just kept doing it all day. Yeah, and apparently when he was eating gums from the... Yeah. Everybody else was looking at, what's this guy doing? Yeah, he was running through the turnstile at the building as uh, well. Yeah. It's all just happened. It's out of Will Ferrell's brain. Just let him run loose on the city and see what <laughs> happens. Apparently, you know, the gum thing. Uh-huh. Do you know where they got the idea from? His kid or something, John right? Favreau's one-year-old kid. kid. Yeah. Yeah, because he <laughs> likes to eat gum or something. Yep. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, another, another brilliant one was the, you know, the Jack in the Box? Yeah, it was all unplanned. They they had a button to initiate every single jack in the box. No, for the last one only, I think. No, it wasn't all. all. It was it was all so that they could get his real reaction to all the single every single jack in the box. Right, and the last one, John Favreau decided to wait. Yeah, longer than yeah, normal. precisely. And so Will Ferrell <laughs> just did it and just wrote it down, and then he pressed it, and then he got shocked, and he wanted to beat the Jack in the Box. <laughs> I think that's such it's amazing. Yeah, it's stuff like this that makes shows like the the making of or the behind the scenes stuff, and then you get to know about the movie. It makes it so much more precious. Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I think that's one yeah. of my favorite moments because <laughs> of the behind the scenes. The knowledge. Jack in the Box. Yeah, the Jack in the Box. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the same with the gum as well. I like think, oh my god, this is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, a very small scene that I just, lo- I just love it, was the prison scene. It was a brief thing. I prison don't know why. Like, scene. He got he he was arrested, right? No. Okay. Okay. The jail, not the prison. The, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, jail. Sorry. The, uh, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that okay. was just so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The camera just <laughs> zoomed through, like everybody <laughs> doing pull ups. <laughs> <laughs> it does look a like prison. That doesn't look like a jail, but uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very true. <laughs> and then uh, there's this guy in elf costume, the only one with color, like yep. colorful clothing, <laughs> just sitting down there. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's hilarious. hilarious. I love the escalator scene. Escalate. What happened in escalator? He was too afraid to get on the escalator. Oh, and yeah. Then oh, my God. It, and then he didn't let go. So his legs, he was yeah. like almost in a split <laughs> up there. Oh, my God. That's Will Ferrell's physical comedy is top yeah. notch, man. How about yours? How about yours, though? Um, the Christmas tree scene. Oh. We got to put the we got to put the star on the Christmas tree. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, that, that's one of my favorite scenes as well. I also love all the other scenes where he says, like, we else try to stick to the four f- main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. <laughs> yeah. And the spaghetti with the Oh my god, that's so... It wasn't even planned, I think. It wasn't even, like, added till later. Oh. And Will Ferrell did it, like, I think, out of his own volition. Yeah, and apparently he ate all yep. of this. Every single, all, no, every single shot of him eating something, he actually ate. Oh my god. Yeah, and then um, it affected him so much. Oh, he, he couldn't headache. sleep at night. Yeah. He had headaches and everything. <laughs> but you know, that's just the dedication of a performer, man. <laughs> you know, there's this one scene in Suicide Squad, in mm-hmm. The Suicide Squad, where you see, I don't know whether it's in the film or not, but John Cena, basically Peacemaker, eats a whole taco in one bite. Mm-hmm. Um, he did it every single take for 30-something takes. <laughs> so he ate 30 tacos yeah. <laughs> because James Gunn wanted a perfect shot but right. it wasn't him that was messing up but he just kept doing it every single day <laughs> 30 plus tacos 
Well, he looks like a guy can who can eat thirty oh, yeah, tacos. Yeah, for sure, he can eat a lot. Those bodybuilders, man, they, yeah. they, they eat for a living. Yeah, you have to eat for a yeah, living. Yeah, exactly. He's right. not a bodybuilder, but he's been. He was a bodybuilder before he was a professional wrestler. Yeah, but he's burning fats probably faster than the taco being eaten. True, that's very <laughs> very true. Not to not to mention also stuff. Guys like him will wake up early in the morning just to go to the gym. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, him and yeah. the Rock and stuff. Yeah, which is insane. Yes, I can't live that lifestyle for sure. <laughs> I don't have the money to sustain that kind of. I don't lifestyle. have not not even to begin with the money. I don't have the effort. I can't. I can't. I know I can't do it. That's the that's the thing in the first place. Then when it comes to money, yeah, I don't have that either. <laughs> but like, don't skip the first step. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I also love other things from Elf. Mm-hmm. Like, no, what was it they say? The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing year to year, singing loud for all to hear. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best way to spread Christmas cheer is for singing loud for all to hear. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that, that's such a good line from the yeah. movie, and also. You sit on a throne of lies. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's a reference to Love Rings as yes, well. Yeah. yeah. Because it's so good, man. Mm. Although, <laughs> in today's context, it's not just Love Rings, nah, but it's, it's also Game of Thrones. It's everything. Yeah. It's American politics. <laughs> <laughs> you're okay you're going there <laughs> it's the truth <laughs> which is something Wait, some politicians don't have a concept of are you talking about the app yeah 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 be, be real no, was that the, the app the truth oh no yeah that, that, that's stupid man <laughs> but yeah you sit on a throne of lies yeah. such a good like the delivery of it as well yeah so amazing <laughs> so amazing yeah and um, cotton headed ninny muggins which part, was, which part was that? They were making the stuff, making uh-huh. the things in the Santa's workshop, oh, and then okay. he couldn't finish up the quota, and then, just say it. I'm useless. I'm a oh, cotton-headed yeah. ninny-muggets. And you see all the elves go, <gasps> no, you're not. You're good at other things, you know? You're good at reaching for stuff? Yeah. yeah. You're the only baritone in our choir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That whole scene is really cute. Yeah. Yeah. But him, oh, and him, after he realized that he was human, just dizzy and rampaging through the yeah. the, the workshop. Yeah, <laughs> that, oh, was that was really that was amazing camera work, though. Yeah, he, I think the they moved the camera around in a yes. way that it makes um, it was them. They had they, if I'm not mistaken, they used perspective shots as well. But in terms of film, so that was slowed down mm. or sped up. I can't remember. Right, right, right. And so that to get that specific effect. Yeah. Yeah, the camera work and the direction behind this film is just insanely good. Especially for a Christmas movie that you don't, yeah. a lot of people don't have, don't have to put in so much effort for. It is really, really good. Especially for a film with a budget like it's. Yeah. You know? Like everything seems like the way we, I mean, from what I hear from Behind the back background, I mean yeah, the behind the, the scenes, behind the or scenes. like the making of and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, they seem to be very manual. Yeah, yet they very, somehow yeah. knew how to work it, work around it. Yeah, did you know that the whole budget of the film was thirty three million dollars, which is nothing compared to today's film. Yeah, some films spend like oh, ten times that. Yeah, but did you know that Will Ferrell turned down twenty nine million dollar contract for Elf Two? Elf Two, yeah, because he doesn't want to do it. Yep, which like look at him, man. He's what a what a person, man, to turn down that kind of money because it doesn't, it won't flow with the story. Yeah, but he did say he regret, regretted it, I think. I mean, <laughs> I don't know whether that is like true or not. Whether he, he probably might it. joke around. He's probably it, joking yeah. around, yeah. you know, but like to turn it down. Yeah. That's a real, per- that's a real storyteller. That is a yeah. real performer. 
the art comes before his own. I mean, he's by no means suffering with... He's making a shit ton of money anyway. You know? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> he's not a suffering artist. But still, for his craft, he's bringing it to now. $29 million is no small feat, man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other favorite moments from the movie? Yeah, so okay. Some of my favorite moments comes in the story writing of the movie itself. Okay. Like the different... So I love the par- parallels. Again, in all, a lot of the shows, I love parallels. So one be- between the New York and North Pole. Yeah. Okay, and this is this is not parallel. This is more like something to showcase the character. Like you make him stand out, right? So New York is so busy, so crazy, so fast moving. Everything's so functional. Whereas North Pole, functional as well, but everybody seems to be in high jolly, spirit yeah. and jolly. And then with the moment you put Buddy there, oh man, he's like, <laughs> he's so out there. That's, yeah, things like that is amazing. But the fish out of water experience. Fish out of water experience, right? Yep. And then next, it was the North Pole in the Gimbal. The name of gimbals, the yeah. Gimbals. Yeah. And the North Pole, the real North Pole. Yep. I love that part a lot because uh, when things happen in the North Pole, in the real North Pole, right? Everybody was just celebrating and everybody was encouraging and they have the Christmas spirit. And the one that uh, in Gimbal, the moment good thing happened with real Christmas spirit, yeah. the first thing that the manager said, oh, they have sent professionals. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Uh, they are after our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody just in for survival and everybody yeah. in for like, there's no Christmas spirit and even there's a Christmas spirit right in front of you which is the buddy embodiment elf. of yeah. a buddy, right? <laughs> you, can't, you don't see it because you are just so focused on survival. Yeah. You have blinders on for like your, to live. Yeah, and yep. that is, I, that, I think that, I love that message of this whole show is the Christmas spirit. Yep. Like, in fact, it's the thing that was lacking quite literally being said in the sled, right? Yep. What's missing in this world right now is the Christmas spirit and right there, buddy and, and embodiment of that, the whole New York didn't see who he is. Yeah. And it took them a while. Only, and it, the fact that only people who decided to accept Buddy mm-hmm. in their lives yeah. experienced that Christmas spirit. Yeah. Like, quite literally. And yep. that started out with uh, Jovi. Mm-hmm. And then... No, it start, not, not even Jovi. Okay, maybe a bit of Jovi. Jovi, yeah, probably. And then the first, the first one is the boy. That's why I love the snow, yep. snowball fight as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which we, Again, snowball again. fights and snowmen. It's, it's <laughs> scary, man. It's traumatic. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, then of course, finally Walter, which is, I think that's why I said it's like the mini climax where yep. you really get to see him finally accepting Buddy for the real Buddy, the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Embodiment of Christmas spirit. And Emily as well. Uh, Emily, okay, that's the Before thing. Before Walter, yeah. That's the thing about Emily. Emily just accepted him more or less. No, more or less, yeah, there's exactly. no backstory I mean, to which her. Is like, come on, like, yeah, the the illegitimate son of your f- husband's former lover. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to accept. Exactly, but yeah, I know her role of the story is yeah like, because true. it's it's a small. I accept. I mean, it's a short, nice, sweet yeah, Christmas precisely, story. Precisely, yeah, yeah, yeah. You already have nice backstory in uh in Walter. And Michael, mm-hmm. and even in uh, Jovi, because yep. Jovi, I remember Jovi, the, her first word was, I'm just working here, and oh, not her first word. Oh, the reason why she's in the washroom in Gimbal's was because, oh yeah, they turned off my water or something in yeah. the apartment. There's all this darkness, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. in and all the realness, uh, realness, the reality in, of the world. Which is the New York side of it, and then Buddy came in, came in and just kind of changed each of their perspective. Yeah. And I love that, that accepting Christmas spirit because accepting Buddy is accepting Christmas spirit and kind of changes the whole story. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about that scene as well mm. in a minute, but I remember two other scenes that I really Ooh, like. I would like to hear that. So, <laughs> the first one is 
You're my dad, and I love you. 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 That yeah. scene is just so funny. It's so hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. And Walter just kind of like, what the hell is happening right now? Yeah. Should I sing me a song? I can. You know, it just it's very like you said. It's a fish out of water experience. Yeah. It's so awkward that you feel like uncomfortable watching that scene sometimes mm-hmm. I know I do at least I do as well <laughs> but it's yeah. such a good scene man. it's amazing and the second one is okay everybody tomorrow 7 o'clock Santa has come Santa yeah you know it's just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every time I watch that scene I love it man just him screaming oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's just what an amazing scene oh, yeah, like I said Will Ferrell yeah. is an unparalleled performer mm-hmm. every single thing he does is so perfect yeah. it's never over okay some might argue it's over the top I guess so definitely some style. argue but I love it man yeah it's the very late 90s early 2000s kind of SNL comedy vibe mm-hmm. it, don't forget this is around the same time that Mike Myers was there as well oh even Jim Carrey Jim, well Jim Carrey wasn't an SNL oh, but wasn't he was SNL, a host though but, but it was the same it's era it's that era yeah it's that yeah. 90s comedy you know and I love it they Nobody does it well like this anymore. Mm. The last one I can remember is Chevy Chase on Community, which was recent, but it's right. because it's Chevy Chase. He's the king of physical comedy. Yep, yep. <laughs> and he's on SNL. No, he was from SNL. Yeah. So yeah, it's very difficult to get this kind of comedy nowadays, mm. which is so good. I mean, Chang is pretty good at it as well. That's true. I mean, yeah, not yeah. Chang. <laughs> Ken Jong. Ken Jong. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. To bring it. down yeah. the mood a little bit, I'm gonna talk a very short while about that scene. You know how Buddy is Buddy is like an elf and he's very jolly and everything because he grew up in the North Pole mm. amongst all the happy, jolly, like well spirited elves. Yeah. And then he comes to New York and the fir- one of the first few people he meets is Jovi. Yeah. And then they fall in love. Yeah. A part of me is always kind of what has to be wrong? Well, it's not just specific to this movie. It's across all media. Whenever I see something like this, it is, what has to be wrong with a person like Jovi to be attracted and fall in love with a child like Buddy? Mm. It's always, that has always bugged me. And I maybe here it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. It's still pretty bad, but it's because it's a Christmas movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I can overlook it. I close the night. It's like, oh, it's a Christmas movie. It's not supposed to be real, you know? Yeah. And also, by the fa- from the fact that, this fact, where Buddy goes into the shower where she is definitely naked. Yeah. Because elves shower in the North Pole as well. With the buffed up as yeah, well. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. You've seen him showering. You know they have to be naked to shower in there. Yeah. So him lying about her, not knowing that she was naked in there, like stuff like that. Yeah, maybe he's not as innocent as you think because to be honest, he's like a, what, 30-year-old dude? Uh-huh. Yep. So probably, yeah, he has hormones and everything. Yep. You know? He's so still he's human. Not, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not an elf. He has human nature yeah. in him. So maybe he's not as innocent as he portrays. Yeah. And it kind does this this relationship vibe? I don't know. This relationship, how do you say it? Uh works. Uh, is it real? No, this or, no. like this 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 this, uh, this relationship isn't as horrible as one might think. Right. Oh right. So it's not as if oh okay, I understand what you mean. But, so it's not as if she's like dating a child. Yeah. yeah. But it bugs me a lot whenever I see this in series or films. 
whenever a regular like I'm not saying those people are irregular, but you know, a an average person with average everything, you know, mm. perception of, of yeah. everything, falls in love with someone who is very clearly very childlike. Yeah. For example, you know the TV series, the Korean drama called Attorney Woo? Ah, yes. Yes, she's brilliant. You know, she wins court cases and everything. But she acts like a freaking child, man. When it comes to emotional stuff, like there was that, I didn't watch it. I watched some parts of it. But she has problems. She has trouble with understanding emotional things like when people are texting back and forth regarding emotions like loving each other. She's definitely very kiddish in those areas. And this other dude falls in love with her. Like, something doesn't sit right with me. It's always that question of what must be wrong with this person that they are attracted to stuff like that? Childlike wonder, I get it. Look at me. I am a man-child. <laughs> I am childish. I just showed you a big loot of Lego that I bought the other day. You know, this happened. I was bringing that massive bag of Lego, by the way, a really, really big bag of Lego. Probably the biggest bag that the Lego store had. And then I was bringing it back and I bumped into my neighbor on in, in the elevator. And... She said, wow, there's a big bag of Lego. I'm like, yeah, it's just, you know, Christmas gifts and everything. She's like, oh, yeah, for the kids. I'm like, ah, no. I'm like, should I tell her? <laughs> and I said, yeah, it's actually for me and my wife. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay, okay. And I said, yeah, we, we love Lego. We're, you know, it's, <laughs> I am a child. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but I think it's a very our generation thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Because we have the ability to, do, when we were kids, and in this age, we don't have... Well, I, I don't want to jinx it, so but I'm gonna knock on wood. But like, we don't have wars that are directly affecting us. We're not recovering from a war. Mm. Everything is not dour and doom. It's not gloomy. We live in the age of indulgence. To be very honest, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much most first world, yeah, the, uh, countries, countries, precisely. or even even the yeah, basically most of the world right now are especially our country yeah. where we are very yeah. lucky to be. Most people have enough yeah. money to. I'm not saying like everybody does, but yeah. if you save enough, you know how to spend and everything, you would have enough income to yeah, buy the yeah. things that are lavish. I'm not saying this is a norm. Like a big yeah, bag yes, of Lego yes. is very lavish. It's yeah. unnecessarily lavish. Yeah. It's just what I like, you know? Yeah. My sneaker collection, my pop collection, everything. There's those are unnecessarily lavish. It's just I don't have any responsibilities. Right now, I don't want any responsibilities any in the coming future. And I want to buy things that make me happy, you know? That is how much of a child I am. I have zero <laughs> impulse. But I don't... I'm not a person that actually is incapable of seeing the realities of life. I don't view everything with a childlike lens. So that is a barrier that whenever I see something like this on TV or movies mm. or stuff like that, it gives me the icks. It's kind of icky to me. Right, right, right. And that's very uncomfortable for me. Yeah. I, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, and... I just want to ask, does it affect you? Probably it, yes, but not as much as me. I think, uh, yes, in the sense that if you put it in that way, definitely there's something there that like, hmm, okay, that's a bit strange. But it doesn't affect as much as how it affects you. In fact, most of the time, it's something that I can just wave off. Uh, because as long as they're adults, as long as not like a man... Uh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, no, that's a child, unacceptable. Or a sp like really a child, if you behave like a child, but you're still an adult. Yeah. You know, and within the story context, I'm I will choose to believe that 
it's just things that can happen. And I, if, I yeah, of I course. Can close if my you can, if you that, can, yeah. if you can show that the character is very capable of adult thought and adult actions and actual consequences of these actions, to me, immediately I just view them. Oh, they're like they're an adult. They're normal, you know. But if you if you show me a character that is unable to, for any circumstance whatsoever, is unable to think like that as an adult, to me they feel like a kid, and that just kind of ruins the movie for me. It didn't for right, this, right, right, because right. I, I immediately I can see it as you know, Buddy's yes, he's a child, he's a man child, but it's it's upbringing, but also because he's probably like a thirty year old man, he should have like human thought and adult thought and stuff like that and the decision to do to come to New York is not easy yeah 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 and to do all these things as well he has his own he's adult enough and to you know sneak into the girl's lavatory to sneak on someone just whether it's because of singing or what have you to lie to blank face lie to them shows me that a little bit like he knows he's just uh, some of the time acting innocent but when yeah, other other situations, I can't bear it. Right, right. But you know, this is the party where we overthink stuff. Definitely, you and I. Yeah, I think probably I'm overthinking it. Most I, of the time. I mean, I'm not surprised. Look at my previous comment before this. I'm pr- probably overthinking a Christmas <laughs> show that has meaning about work and uh, yeah, Christmas spirit. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I think honestly <laughs> no, speaking, but yes, the, my my yeah. overthinking of this whenever it comes to these scenarios. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Let me know, guys. Is it? Am, 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 I, am I wrong? Am I off? I really love to know because it bugs me a lot. Oh, it bugs you that much. Whenever it happens in shows and stuff like right. that, it's almost unwatchable. This is fine. Right. You know, it's a Christmas movie. It's supposed to be magical and stuff like that. I don't mind it very much. But also whenever I see a series with actual kids playing kids and they do like Kiss and sexual stuff that kind of bugs me as well. Oh yeah, that bugs me. Yeah, you know, even yeah. though it's between two kids, you know, no, it yeah, still that, bugs that me is, a little bit. Little, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm fine with stuff like Riverdale because they're freaking 25, 28 year old mm, dudes mm. acting like kids. Yeah, it's that I know for sure it's just a story. Yep, yep. But even then, if they they hook up with like, uh, if they were like a student hooking up with a teacher, that kid's kind of. Uh, as long as, I mean mm. no here's the thing there's a line you don't cross you know if it's a story about a teacher and a student hooking up when they're a kid when the guy is a kid or whatever when a girl is a kid and you don't show them actually interacting in that way that's fine you know the movie that Adam Sandler was in that he was Andy Samberg's father and then they show him in a relationship with his teacher oh I, I can't remember the name of it I mean if it's an American Pie kind of thing that's fine, I suppose. That's my boy. The movie, That's My Boy. Oh, I've never watched so, it. So, yeah. Basically, Adam Sandler is Andy Samberg's father. And he had him when he was a kid when he's with his teacher. Okay. Yeah. And they don't actually show any... Yes, the teacher is flirting with the boy and stuff like that. But they don't actually show them doing anything together. You know, they don't kiss. They don't touch each other. So, the child actor and the adult actress never actually do anything. That's... A, for comedy's sake, I understand. Okay, but conceptually, that's conceptually that's really wrong. You know, any adult and child relationship is horrible. Of yeah. course, that's grooming. That's, yeah, that's grooming. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, freaking House of the Dragon as well. I was a little. I was very much uncomfortable with it. Oh, yeah. It's grooming in the family, man. That was. <laughs> it was difficult to watch. Well, good thing about that show was that the main character was uncomfortable as well. Yeah, like the woman saying she's twelve. Yeah, that's like. Yeah, we understand your your yeah your plight. Yeah. It's horrible. 
Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's a in a lot of fantasy books. That's what happens. But if you look at it this mm. way in history. It's probably true. It's probably true. A lot yeah. of princesses were married off to other kingdoms to fortify the relationships between kingdoms yeah. when they were before 12. Yeah. You know? It happens in history. Does it happen now? I hope not. But you never know. So yeah, these kind of things give me make me really uncomfortable. Right, right. I don't know why. If you're a psychologist can you and you listen to this podcast and you listen to this part, let me know why because I would really love to know why. You may have another client then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're good enough, you know. <laughs> I ain't spending my money on psychologists. I got more Lego to buy. <laughs> but what about you guys? What do you think of Elf? Am I overthinking it? Probably yes. Do you like this movie as much as we do? I think I really like it a lot. Mm, yeah. Yeah? You like it too, right? I, I do like it, yeah. So yeah, what do you think of Elf? Let us know. You can reach us at the Podity on Instagram and Twitter. That's T-H-E-P-O-T-D-I-T-Y on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know. Also, join us this Thursday for our final episode of the Podity More for this year. Wow. This season, episode 52, where we will be making a tier list out of some of our favorite Christmas things. Mm. So to preface this, again, this is not a top Christmas movie list thing this is our favorite yeah. you know we're kind of returning it back to episode 3 and 4 of the Potity where it's our favorites by not by no means necessary was it the best of this year or like if anything it's not the best of anything just our favorites yep and so join us this Thursday on the Potity More where we'll be ranking them into tier lists and we'll also post it we'll post it up online so you can take a look or even you can use this uh, if you want you know out of these movies, you rank them and let us know on Twitter as well. Mm. Well, join us this Thursday. We'll talk all about it even more there. Also, as it's Christmas and this is the last episode, I would like to say to not forget to join us next week. On Monday, Christmas Eve, for our Christmas special. But would it be Christmas Eve? No, it no be it's Boxing, Boxing Day. Day. Yeah, yeah, my bad. So join us on Boxing Day for our Christmas gift to you guys where it will be our Christmas special. We don't want to spoil too much of it. But essentially, it would act a little bit like a regular episode in the first part, kind of. Mm-hmm. But then we're going to do a little bit more. This is like an episode of Party and the Party more smashed together with additional Christmas flavors. Yeah, but I think most importantly, this show... Is what, what the show that kind of inspired us in having conversation about nerdy stuff, actually. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah, it's very true. It's a brilliant show. Oh, fantastic. It's such a good show. <sighs> Amazing, yeah. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> don't forget to join us next week, December 26th, for the final recording that's going to be released in 2022. For we will be having our Christmas special that is all about Doctor Who. Yeah. We have promised this for the longest time. And we've been dropping hints, to be honest. I mean, no, those, those weren't hints. Like, come on, those were very obvious that we were dropping Not just <laughs> today, but for the previous few episodes as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. for sure. But like, we've been talking about this since the beginning of this whole podcast. Yeah. We've been using our catchphrases yeah. from this series and throughout the whole Throughout the whole first season, we've been saying, maybe we will talk about Doctor Who someday. <laughs> we've, I've had this idea. Well, you know what? I'm not going to talk about it. Let's wait till the special to talk about it. You wait another week and you get to hear us talk about Doctor Who. So that's going to be happening next week. Our first Christmas special. I just thought something cool. 
if someone just listened to this right now, if you're listening to this right now, but it's already actually in the year 2023, you can kind of time travel to the Doctor Who episode. Mm-hmm. Like you are just like on the TARDIS. I, I guess cool so. Yeah. yeah, that's the amazing wonderfulness of the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for listening to us. I've been Nate. I'm Steven. We'll catch you on more. See ya. See ya.